Hey there, Black Mom Diaries. Advocating for our children is not always easy, but it's definitely a necessity. On today's episode of the Black Mom Diaries, we'll hear from Ms. Sabrina Tuggle, mom advocate for her 16-year-old son. The road wasn't always easy, but her story is definitely one full of encouragement. Up next on the Black Mom Diaries. Okay, well, this is Patricia. Hey, guys. And I am Latanya. What's going on? I want to do my Arsenio Hall voice. What's okay. going on? <laughs> <laughs> Probably should have took a deeper breath or something. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, back okay. here being crazy and fabulous at the same time, guys. Right. How's it going? How is it going with you, Miss Patricia? It's going good. It's a good day. It's a it's a new season. Man, I feel like life is just really busy right now. Uh as we hit a transition period right now and uh you know, things are coming to an end while other things are beginning. So, yeah. It's Yeah. It's, it's crazy. How are you? Uh oh, you know, same thing kind of cruising into like the latter part of the year, that seems kind of weird, Unreal. right? Like yeah. it's late, it's late in the year of 2021. Like I know, pretty soon we'll be saying Happy New Year. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> you just skipped a whole decade. You just that's what it feels decade. like. Like I kind of woke up. I kind of woke up and it's October or it's September. You know what I'm saying? Whatever uh-huh. month it is. You know, you don't even keep up with months anymore. Right. Because you're like, oh, wait, it's not anymore. You know, I was I was dreaming about um, a new month and I woke up and I was like, what month are we in? Like, (laughs) it was the weirdest dream. I had a dream and people were talking about, let's say, October. And, you know, people were like sending messages on the TV, you know, the news was talking about October and people, and then I saw signs where people were like, it's too late. It's November, you know? And I mean, you know, I'm just throwing a month out, but that's, that's the dream that I had. So I was like, what, wait, what are we, are we in that month? Yeah. Very strange. It was very strange. And I was trying to figure out like, why, (laughs) why am I having this dream? Well, that that's weird because I went to the store and I'm thinking, I'm going to run in the store and buy me a calendar uh-huh. and then I'm going to just run right back out. So I go in there, the line in the, well, I didn't even pay attention to the cars in the parking lot. I think people mm. carpooled because it was not that many. It was like, it seemed like it was more people in the store than the parking lot. Mm-hmm. And and I'm like, hey, and the, and the cashier is like, oh, she takes this big sigh. And I'm like, so what's going on? She was yeah. like, it's tax-free weekend. I'm like, what? That's right. It's right. It's like right before school starts, right? So that's the yep. big transition. The school starts and, and school is beginning. Or settling in because there's yeah. people who've already gone back to school. Yeah, there have been a few people. Like mm-hmm. I see people in, in different states. Yeah, like yeah. North Carolina and, and Georgia. Georgia, Georgia, I, yeah. Yeah, but we went to the store earlier today and same thing. I mean, there was a guy, I was telling my husband, there was, I saw a guy at the front door of the place where we went um, because we had to go get uniform shirts for our kids. 
and um, he it looked like he was locking the door as somebody walked out. And I was I, I was thinking to myself, I didn't say anything when we were in the store, but I was like, is that, did I just see that guy lock the door? And I thought it was just a customer. So I was like, what is he doing? Is he just joking? Like, that's not funny. <laughs> you, you can't just lock an establishment's door. But as we were leaving, he opened the door, he unlocked the door for us and opened it. So I guess he worked there. And when we got outside, there was this, long line it was it just went on and I was telling man I guess we got here in plenty of time because when we got there there was no line outside and there were tons of people in the store but Mm -hmm. yeah it was it was nuts yeah no we had no Mm -hmm. idea it was tax-free weekend and I said no taxes is tax-free weekend so yeah, well, it's only on clothes. I was like going to buy calendar stuff. And I was like, well, this is for school. I mean, why can't mm-hmm. I get this for tax free? And she's like, no, just for clothes and shoes and stuff you can wear. Well, I was like, they can't wear stuff if I don't plan for it. You know, trust <laughs> You know, that's so funny because I always thought that it was like school supplies. So I and and I mean, I already got the school supplies for my kids early because I was just like, uh, I just want to handle it so I don't have to think about it or Mm -hmm. forget um but I remember when I was planning to do it I was like maybe I should wait for tax-free weekend so I I I wonder is that like a new thing where they just do clothes or has that always been the case no that's just the that's the place I went in because I like to buy my calendar stuff from like TJ Maxx you know because I feel like they have more customized things than just going into like a regular store and then they have a lot of things that's like on sale too, um, because they're getting rid of the like 2020 stuff. And they have these calendars that say 2020 on it, but they're unmarked inside. See, that's a hack, y'all. If y'all get an unmarked <laughs> calendar with the previous year on it, that is like a gold mine. Mm-hmm. For me, it is. I bought a nice calendar with the previous year on it um, today uh for uh 199 oh and I'm wow. like I wanted to get all of them but this lady had <laughs> across my chest you know I ain't want to be on the news got no calendar so. <laughs> but anyway you yeah. know we can talk about that I hear we have a guest today well, we do we have a guest well on the black or in the black mom diaries virtual house today we have Miss Sabrina Tuggle. So let me tell you about Miss Tuggle. She is a family woman that loves God first. She is a wife who has been married for 27 years to her amazing husband, Clinton Tuggle. And she is a mother to a wonderful son, a 16-year-old who is high-functioning on the autism spectrum. And his name is Clayton Tuggle. She is a passionate master's level social worker with 19 plus years of experience working with diverse populations, including advocating for the best interest of children who have been abused or neglected in the child welfare system or the foster care system. Uh, She's worked with families who have experienced homelessness, inpatient youth residential treatment, intensive intensive case manager. She's an intensive case manager for adults in mental health and community parenting classes. So she's busy. She busy. She real busy. (laughs) And she sounds like a servant, a servant servant. So you took my word. You took my word. 
Without further ado, please welcome Miss Sabrina Tuggle to the Black Mom Diaries. Welcome. Hi. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. Y'all, she, you see how sweet she sounds, y'all. She mm-hmm. looks just as sweet, too. Yes. She I is too kind. <laughs> <laughs> now, don't ask my son because he <laughs> might have a different story. <laughs> I'm pretty yeah. sure he knows you, you can't be that to everyone else and not to him i know mm-hmm. he true. so appreciates you and thinks the same way <laughs> absolutely and you know i think like sometimes us moms are blessed to have the kids that will come right out and say it and they just say it and say it and say it and then other times you know they say it and then they say other stuff and they act like you're the worst but we know deep down inside they love us wholeheartedly so they better they won't get no dinner (laughs) (laughs) they better (laughs) (laughs) all right so this this is you know what i i know we haven't even gotten into the question yet but something Mm -hmm. just stuck out about you you've been married for how long we've been married 27 years that's good. Deep breath. 27 <laughs> years? 27 years, yep. And you met him when you was 10? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you are so kind. <laughs> like what? How did this? I mean, that is I I, I love longevity marriages. Mm-hmm. And it just you know, being a person who has, and I, and I don't make any secret, I've had some difficulties and we, some of us face them all, you know, face them. It's just amazing. If you can make it now, well, past five, sometimes people don't make it two years and they're like, I'm done. And um, I've been married almost 19 years and we've seen so many phases and we'll continue to see phases. Mm -hmm. It's just amazing when I hear somebody make it, I'm saying make it like it's a, a, a race or anything, but just <laughs> stay in communion. <laughs> yes, yes. And I mean, what it's I so like. funny because we met in high school and we didn't date or any of that stuff. But after we both graduated high school and was into our college years, we rekindled our friendship that involved into a relationship and we dated for like four years. Wow. And then we got married. So we've been together longer than I was in my mom's house because I got married at 24. Mm. So we've been together for about 30, 30 years total, 31 mm. years because I'm 51. Yeah. Yep. So about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say that next year. I'll be with my husband as long as I had been in the house. I got married when I was 22. So we'll be together 22 years next year. And I'll be like, dang, man. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's great. That's awesome. That is great. And we got, we, I'm, I'm the, I'm the odd one out here. We got married um, later. I was 29. Uh, and I, I don't know. I was so against marriage for the longest time. And then I had a change of heart. And so it was kind of funny because he was like, oh, yeah, you don't want to get married? Cool. But he was totally committed to our relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, his parents have been married for like a million years. So it's kind of, it was kind of funny. But then, you know, I had a change of heart and he was like, oh, wait, you want to get married? And anyway, we went through 
that. And then we finally got married <laughs> and yeah. And I can't, I can't imagine not being with that guy. He's amazing. And I am just so thankful. You can't be changing <laughs> up on him. Look what you did. You did that ultimate no, no. <laughs> yeah I did I should have just been like yes, but I, I seriously was like oh I don't know about marriage and then somewhere down the line I was like I think I want to get married and so I'm gonna lock this one down Let me <laughs> yeah I realized I had a good one that's good oh yeah and I know your husband he is in a good one yeah he, he, he a is good one. yeah so I think I think we all have that in common so Mm-hmm. Yay us! <laughs> Yay us! I know. <laughs> Black love rocks. That's <laughs> it. Mm-hmm. Well, so let's dive into to why you are here, ma'am. Um, and you know, we we have some things that we go over with with the majority of our guests, and so you know, these are our canned questions. But um, you know, tell us about your relationship with your mom. Oh my gosh! So my relationship with my mom. Like most kids, as a teen, I was just like, I hate her. I want to get out of her house because she was just a 100% old school Christian mom. You didn't wear pants. You didn't wear makeup. You didn't do this. We did church. If it wasn't with church, we wasn't doing it. So we felt so deprived, just totally deprived. Mm. As I got married and moved out, I realized, oh, she did have it right. <laughs> so I started kind of reevaluating. I'm never going back to church because I've gone enough. I don't need to ever go back until <laughs> stuff <laughs> got crazy for us. And then it was like, okay, so I really do need Jesus, <laughs> you know, and I have to learn him <laughs> in my own way. <laughs> so my relationship now with my mom, I consider her one of my bestest friends. We, I mean, living in Texas. She lived in Georgia. When we went home for July 4th, it's like, please pray for me because I want her wisdom. I want her love. You know, she is just, she's an amazing lady. I mean, she just taught us these rules when we thought that you're just a fun snatcher. You don't want anybody to have fun. Fun Yeah, I think my kids probably call me the fun snatcher several times. And so I look forward to the day where they're like, yeah, you you were actually pretty great. No, that's my <laughs> husband. I call him the fun police. Mm. Yeah, I just. <laughs> it's always one. It's always yeah, one. I turn that out. But but you, I, I, I feel like you have your mom's wisdom. Mm-hmm. That the way that you just, I just met you just this little bit and I just feel such a uh, a warm and like I could just talk to you about anything so mm-hmm. you already have that for sure so. it came along the way because <laughs> I mean we was married you know we got married young so we were just like oh let's live our lives and then you start living that life you thought you had you know the green look grass the the grass look greener on the other side Mm. Ah, no it's not always that green you know Mm -hmm. so yeah so we just kind of I just kind of evolved to say if this thing is going to be sustainable we need to just change some of these you know ideas moral values my you know non-negotiables and we just start building up from there 
So, and my mom was instrumental in that because she was a single parent. So, I mean, so as a single parent, and it was four of us, three girls, one boy, you just realized like she was just a fun snatcher. Cause, and that's what we felt, but really she was building women with character, integrity, and just the fear of God at that time. But now I say the love of Jesus because without his love, I can't be who I am. Yeah. I love that because, you know, I think, and I think that so often um, in our youth, we see things differently, clearly from our parents, and we don't recognize, you know, everything that they're doing, their sacrifice, Mm -hmm. how they're they're, um, pouring into us as children so much. And moms are all different. So, you know, my mom mothered me differently from your mom. Uh, But I think that First of all, all moms, parents, uh, the majority anyway, um, they want the best for their kids and they're doing the best that they can. And they all have, or, you know, like the majority um, have something incredible to offer their kids. Some are a little bit more well-rounded in the offer and some have specific areas. And so I love that, you know, you said as you got older, you recognize that your mom wasn't really the fun snatcher. She was really um, just trying to raise you guys up to to um, be incredible women. So I love that. Well, did so? Did you um, did you get your mom philosophy from your mom, or did you create that? Uh, I mean, did, is that something that you came into on your own? I think it was a combination because I didn't want to be as strict as my mom. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to be so loose that we're, you're my friend. Because I mean, I just, I love my kid, but I'm not your friend. I'm still mm-hmm. your mom. But I also give you a voice because as a social worker, I know the power in advocacy, self-advocacy. So it's kind of a balance. I give you an opportunity to share your thoughts and opinion, but always know that my voice is, or your dad's voice, because he is the leader of this family, is the last thing that's heard. So once my husband make a decision on parenting rules, whatever, it's resolved. Now, my, my son and I will go back and forth to say, well, can I do, well, can I just have extra time up? Because he still have a bad time. And I was like, well, I don't know. What is your day like tomorrow? And then if we're at a, can't get it resolved, my husband will just come in. It's like, that time is 10, done. And everybody's like, okay, it's at 10. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it sounds like your mom philosophy is similar to, to what you were raised with, uh, with a little bit of flexibility in there. Yes. I'm hearing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But with the with the, a dad's voice, because my mom didn't have a dad's voice. It was just her voice. And we didn't have negotiation power. It was 915. You don't ask for extra. You don't ask for less. You just do it. So I didn't like that because I felt like at least hear me out as a kid. And she mm-hmm. wasn't hearing that. It was just her rules, her way no ifs, ands, and buts. And I just feel like now in this day, when I see so much 
as a social worker, you have to give children the um, ability to find a safe space at home. And if mm-hmm. he can't, if he doesn't feel comfortable telling me about his day because he's fearful of my response, I'm still not giving him a safe space. Yeah, but you know, you could have went really, really left with that because you didn't have that example. You didn't have that example, like you said, of a dad and you could have been really like strong, like even with your husband. And that's one thing, you know, I didn't have my dad in the house, um, but I did have strong men around me, but they all listened to my aunt, you know, Mm -hmm. and one thing I always tell my husband is like, if I don't agree with you, I'm standing there and it, it, I'm fighting on the inside <laughs> to say, listen, that's, I don't think that's right. But then what is that showing my kids? What is that like, you know, that we can't talk this out without me just jumping and just making that decision on him. So, um, that was really good that you learned that. And, uh, you knew that that was something that was valuable to your family to say, you know what, my husband's going to be able to, 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 you know, to bring this thing to where it needs to be. And sometimes that strong Sabrina come out now. And I will just say, Clay, this is it. No if, ands, and buts. And my husband will be like, uh, that was a little <laughs> over the top. <laughs> <laughs> I think you might've been upset. So, you know, there are times where I'm still human. I do mm. make mistakes and I have gone back and told Clay, I'm so sorry. And he's looking startled when it first started because he's like, you're apologizing to me. But then I also let him know adults make mistakes too. You know, mm. so I'm not perfect because we thought my mom was perfect. Mm. And we thought that she never made mistakes because that's what she presented. And I don't think it shows me as a weak mom. I, I think it shows my kid that even a teacher can make a mistake. You know, even a friend can make a mistake. So right. be willing to hear and forgive people because we're not perfect. I don't want to be perfect. No, that's, nah. too, that's too much. Too much pressure. Exactly. Because then you don't even know what perfect is. A lot of people mm. chase perfect perfection, but they don't understand what perfection is they have an idea so you you live your perfect every day I do believe that with the room to get even more and more refined you know so when you try to be perfect you'll find something wrong with you so I I I just I I like the growth part of it you know I don't want to be perfect I'm going to continue to grow until you know I, I exhale my last breath you know agreed (laughs) <laughs> we should all adopt that philosophy for sure. So, well, so what would you say as a mom is the most rewarding part and what is the most challenging part about being a mom? Oh my gosh, the most rewarding part is just, we're late bloomers. I say we're late bloomers. We tried to become parents for 10 full years when we were married. So we didn't become parents until we were 34. And the reward for me is I, the Lord has granted me this little boy and I get a chance to mold him into a great man, you know, so I take great, 
pleasure in reading with him, playing games with him, you know, just it's weird. My husband used to say it's kind of creepy. I would like to watch him sleep because I want to know what what's his moves like. What did he do when he's asleep? You know, I would just watch because it took us so long and with so much trauma to become parents. I'm not missing one moment of his life. So I love just spending time with him. I mean, not calling my sidekick because <laughs> where I go, he go, he go, I go. You know, it's just kind of, and now that he's gotten older, the, the shift has changed because he wants to be with his dad because he sees now, oh, you're a girl. <laughs> oh, I got these issues going on, you know? Uh -huh. It's like, so now I feel kind of left out. <laughs> mm. So that's my challenge now at this age, making sure that I still show him love, but allow my husband to impart that wisdom that he needs as a man. Oh man, that's that's so hard as a mom. Tell me about a it, boy. <laughs> you listen. I I I'm trying to remember this thing we had, and um, and my husband quickly told me. He says, "You're a woman. I know what it is that a man <laughs> will need. So I'm going to need you to fall back on this subject." He mm. told me that. And mm -hmm. I liked that he said it because I was like, but he's nine. Mm -hmm. He's not a, you know, but he's like, but this is preparing him for when he's 12 and then 15. You see, he's like, mm -hmm. I see the ripple. I was, oh my God. It, I, I have to just go and close the door mm -hmm. sometimes about what he's, you know, telling him. Nothing bad or, or anything like that. But I'm like, <gasps> sometimes I've cried. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but Dang. but that's Dang. what I'm supposed to I'm supposed to be his nurturer I'm not that that's not that's what I'm supposed to show him that side right mm -hmm. not the other side I don't know I have no idea <laughs> right yeah that's ooh, man that's that is tough and I know for me right now I I am kind of sort of at, at this point I am the I don't know, I don't want to say dominant parent because that's not it, but I am the preferred parent. You know, um, my kids are just used to me. So they they come to me, they will walk past their dad and ask me whatever for whatever um, or with issues. Like they'll be in tears because they hurt themselves and he'll be like, what happened? And they will walk right by him and come find me. Like I need my mama. Um, and so... I know that when that shifts, it'll be um, very humbling for me. And I think it'll be, it'll also be heartwarming because I know there are so, I feel like since the very beginning, because I nursed our kids and my husband just kind of felt like, what can I do? You know, he tried to feed, I remember he tried to feed our son with a bottle uh, one night and he, our son wasn't having it. He was like, Rah! like he was screaming and I'll never forget the look on my husband's face. He just felt like I, I can't do anything, you know? And I just, so I know like when they start depending more on their dad, um, that will be heartwarming for me because I know how much he has to give and, you know, but we, we are different. Moms and dads are different for a reason. 
So, mm-hmm. yeah, we, we have a different function. So, yeah, yeah, that that is challenging, though. So, but- yeah. All right. Um, we're probably going to beat each other to this question because I heard something. <laughs> I heard just a little something of what you talked about of being um, just so grateful for your your baby boy. Mm-hmm. Um, and you mentioned you had challenges and not to just, you know, you know, bring up feelings or, or so I always like to be a little bit um, just sensitive because I don't know. I don't know what the story is, but can you share a little bit of that with us? At a high level, um, we miscarried probably medically 10 plus times. So it was, I mean, we did, my husband and I did everything in the nation to, you know, get pregnant. Mm -hmm. and I mean it was like we were living in South Carolina at that time and we was driving to Charleston which is only a few uh, less than an hour and a half away but just the track back and forth because you have the emotions going down there to the infertility clinic you have the emotions coming back I mean the emotions run rampant and when that loss is still grief Mm -hmm. I agree I don't do baby showers to this day. Wow. I don't do, I mean, I will love on people babies and I'm a baby magnet. I walk in somewhere and people babies just love me. And I'm just like, Jesus, are you kidding me? (laughs) Because of my own infertility issues, you know. And then I watch, you know, it's it's difficult. I didn't know this was going to come up so yeah but, no yeah. I I and he like I said very emotional because I felt like we tried so hard you know mm-hmm. and and we just was I felt like robbed the opportunity to be parents you know at that time mm-hmm. so right now now that I am parenting oh my gosh I am going to take this 100% serious. I'm putting all of my all into it and I'm not missing one moment because when I look at the times I could have lost my life from a miscarriage, you know, from trying, mm-hmm. from taking all of these things, from charting, from peeing every morning, from <laughs> you mm-hmm, just have to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ooh, it gets to be, and to have a man stick with you and say, I'm doing it if you want to do it. Let's keep trying, you know. So I think we built the bond from that because he watched as I have these ultrasounds and have all of these things happening. He's watching me sob because of the pain that comes with it. Mm -hmm. So I, yes, the challenge was real. Thank you so much for sharing that. I know that we didn't talk about it, but um, I kind of, felt a little bit in my spirit and I like to go with my gut because um there's there's so much power in a, a little bit of a story and just it, even you know you didn't have to go into it but you took the time out just to share that piece of you and I am so grateful to actually have witnessed it me too thank you so much I'm not to get too deep into my gift that you 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 have just 
blessed us. Thank you, you so much. And I think like, you know, the fact that, you know, you, you, and I don't think it, there's anything weird about it. Cause I know I would go and, um, poke on my kids when they were sleeping as infants and and every night I will go into their room after they're asleep and give them a kiss and just nuzzle their face and um so you know the fact that you you take the time to to watch your son as he sleeps um that that makes total sense because it's it's such an incredible blessing after after all of that that you went through to to have the gift and right. so, that's so, t- so tell us about this amazing son of yours. Yeah. I hear it. I, you told me a little bit about band. He has to be awesome because <laughs> I, I was in the band. And I think anybody <laughs> <laughs> in the band, he has to be just the most amazing kid ever. So tell us about this amazing son of yours. Oh my gosh, my Clayton. is absolutely amazing you know Clayton um he is he's witty he's very he's super super brilliant I mean well my husband is an engineer so you know it's just like they have these smart jokes and I'm like okay (laughs) smart jokes (laughs) I don't so you know they talk in these algorithms that I'm just like all right but yeah so he is um Clayton has been smart from the beginning I mean at eight months so he was fooling with the camera from the baby monitor and I was like how do you even know to mess with this at eight months old Mm. I come in the room and the camera's down it's like what are you doing why are you bothering (laughs) this But that was just his intelligence, you know, as we progressed along, I mean, he was hard to potty. So, you know, because he was so smart, because we've, re- we've been reading, we, he listened to classical music. So his brain has always had those, you know, neurons going and he was talking. He started walking at 11 months. So, you know, just a smart guy, just Mm -hmm. mover and shaker. So I'm thinking, well, let's see, he got some, as a social worker, you see some of the things. It's like, oh my gosh, at two, he's hard to potty. He can't move up into the three-year-old room. And my friends would joke like, oh, he could smell, he could spell commode. He doesn't want to use it, you know, because he was that brilliant. Mm-hmm. And he went on in school excelling. I mean, they wanted to skip him all the way to second grade from kindergarten, but he wow. was emotionally controlled. You know, I didn't realize that then, but he was later diagnosed with um, on the autism spectrum in middle school. I denied it because he was so smart. I just thought, you know, they're giving them a hard time. They're just this, that, and the third. You know that mama denial? I knew he was very unique in his social engagement. Mm-hmm. He just socially, he just doesn't understand social cues as well as some of our 
what we call neurotypical kids. So, but Clayton, he was playing the piano at five. I mean, he plays the piano. He does percussion at his band now in high school. I mean, he's a phenomenal, he can sing. We would sing together and he would play the piano, but now he's too cool for his mom. So he don't want to do that with me anymore. Um, he's an, He does well academically, you know, but if he has a question, he wants you to answer it. He needs to be fully heard. He needs to be fully recognized. You have to make eye contact with him when you talk to him as he feel like he's been dismissed. So the it was just um, wonderful being with him as a kid because he would explore anything. He was vaccinated with rocks. I mean, he loves our dog, you know, so it's just all these small things. We read books together now and we love it. Yeah. So um, did you have like any expectations for your son originally? And then afterwards, this is kind of a, a long question. So did you have expectations for your son originally? And then after the diagnosis, did any of those expectations change for you? I've always had expectations for him to, you know, be academically sound, um, learn life skills, with or without autism, this is what he needs to function in this world. So my expectations are the same. Do I allow him grace? Yes, I do. Because when I need your room, we have a lot of rules because that's how he operates. He has to have rules to understand. You know, some kids can say, oh, I'll get up at in five minutes and do everything. No, Clay at 705, clean your room brush your teeth, floss, make your bed, and be downstairs at 7.20. He functions that way. I just can't say be downstairs at 7.20 because the whole at 7.19 is when he will start trying to do everything because he just don't process the way everybody else processes. So no, my expectations are the same. I expect you to be respectful, love Jesus, and obey the rules, practice, read, everything. The only thing different I do is I give him times. No, because he has to function in this world, you know. Mm -hmm. And as a Black male, they don't care about his autism. <laughs> mm -hmm. They just want him we talked to him about George Floyd. I mean, we talked to him about regular societal issues and people could care less. I, if you can tell I'm passionate about my kid, don't play with my child. Mm. We moved here to Texas and because in South Carolina, he was with his group of peers from kindergarten all the way to middle school. And then we moved here. And the teacher called me and was like, oh, I think he's cheating. I said, Who's cheating? My Clayton? Oh, no, you don't know. No, that, that's not true. Mm -hmm. Okay, we have the meeting at the school and 
she was like, well, I seen him looking at somebody else's paper. Well, he might have been looking around the room, but I'm positive, young lady. My son isn't cheating. Write any problem on this board you want, and he will solve it in his head. And she did that. She was like, oh, well, see, what you don't understand in the school system, don't just naturally assume that a Black boy in your predominantly white class is cheating. Because that's not what you're going to say not to my son. And my husband is like, oh, snap. Because he knows once I go on the rail. Mama Bear comes out. She comes out and you will hemorrhage verbally. Because you're not doing that. You're not putting a stigma or put painting this systematic crap on my kid. No. I am jumping up inside right now because I tell people that I talk to all the time, no one should tell you about your child. Yes. Because you should study your child so hard that whenever there's something that goes on, um, you already know how they act in their pattern and everything and how they would react. And um, when I sent my little, my seven-year-old to school, um, they called me and it's kind of the same. They were like, oh, he was fighting. And I was like, well, he wasn't seven at the time. He was five. And I was like, oh, he was fighting. So tell me what happened. And they told me what happened. And I was like, oh yeah, he was fighting. Because I know his, I know why. He likes to have control. And the person wasn't listening to him and I'm not going to be, I'm not going to just say, oh no, not my baby. I'm going to be truthful. Like, yeah, I, you know what? I'll talk to him when he get home, but I know that's not what he likes. And when you explain to me what happened, uh, yeah, that was him. He was fighting, <laughs> you know, but then you went in and you were like, look, that's not how he rolls. Where other, some other parent that baby isn't so, you know, Tune in. I'm not talking about anybody in particular. It's mm-hmm. just newsflash. We should know our kids better than anybody else. I, hands down. Agreed. Agreed. If, <laughs> if when they call and tell me Clay was arguing with his teacher, I wholeheartedly believe that mm-hmm. because he needs to be heard. And I have told them, and every IEP we have, my writing on every sheet of paper and send it to everybody that is instructing my kid, you have to say these words to me, to him, Clayton, stop, look at me. We can address this later. Mm. And he knows that. When you say that to him, and don't be disrespectful or dismissive to him, because Mm -hmm. I've taught him, you show respect, you get respect. And just because you're the student, you can still get respect, son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was, um, you started talking about it a little bit before, but I know one of my next questions was gonna be, was the school system uh, a form of support or was it you know, a challenge when that diagnosis and it sounds like it's a little bit challenging. Can you can you talk a little bit more about that? Like, has there ever been any support or has it just been a struggle? We are, we, <laughs> Texas has been somewhat of a challenge. 
when we were in South Carolina, they were, it was a totally different interaction engagement. I will say now that people know Sabrina Togo because she has made herself known. People know this is Clayton Togo and Sabrina is his mom and she don't play games. I am a social worker and I think I was blessed with the kid that need interventions, advocacy, and I know how to do that because what they don't understand is the professional Sabrina comes to them, but they don't want the non-professional Sabrina to come to them because it wouldn't be kind. I've had to professionally explain things to them and I've had to let the non-professional Sabrina come out. And non-professional Sabrina is more direct. This is what my son needs. This is what he will get. And I need it to happen yesterday. Mm-hmm. Professionally, I'm sitting there, oh, I understand. Well, this is what we're going to do. Because I'm not going in bucking the system because he's with y'all eight hours a day. So what are you doing with him? Y'all are the professionals or y'all the educators. Tell me, what are you doing with my kid? And then I'll tell you what I do at home. And don't tell me, oh, with you, he's better. No, because he's been better. He's a B unrolled, so he's done these things right all alone. So Texas has been challenging, challenging, Challenging. Uh, yeah, um, I, 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 I could talk to you about this because my nine-year-old fit in that category and I'm not going to talk about him on this podcast because this is your time and I talk about him all the time, but um, definitely I can see those things that you talk about um, with your Clayton and my Godfrey, you know, and um, I, I chose to homeschool. Because because of what you just said, you know, <laughs> it was it was challenging, you know, even at three, we were we were here when he was little. And you're telling me you can't at, at three, uh, we can't. I, I get it that again, he was my reason why I became so passionate about um, homeschooling him. <laughs> and I'll say it's it's. It's personality. It is the teacher's choice to either be supportive or persnickety. Because my kid, his 16th birthday, he had his elementary school nurse send him a birthday card, his old school teacher. So it's a choice. I agree. Mm-hmm. And I'm just totally. saying, sometime in the education field, they are not always welcoming. They have these programs set up. And I want to be authentic. Can I just say it, y'all? Sometimes our Black kids get shifted into the pipeline because of misunderstanding, not because they're not smart. And it's because somebody else might feel like they don't want to take two extra minutes to say, look at me. 
and redirect that student. I'm, I tell every person I work with in my work experience, don't let people tell you about your kid. You go and tell them about your kid. Mm -hmm. Don't come telling me nothing about Clayton. Because if I haven't experienced it at home, I don't know who this person is at school. Yeah, we have off days, but he's pretty. <laughs> consistent. Yeah, consistent mm -hmm. with his stuff. Mm -hmm. So I'm just saying you have to you have to advocate for your own child and eat and the IEP meetings. I listen. Mm. And that's not going in his IEP. I don't agree with it. Change the wording. Mm -hmm. And they're sitting here looking like, oh yeah, we can change the wording because this is a personalized plan, not the plan y'all want. I'm mm -hmm. here to personalize this for my kid. Mm. And if right. other parents don't show up, I'm sorry. But guess who is here? Yeah. yeah. And I love teachers because I was a teacher. Um, and it can get overwhelming. I had maybe 60 people that I had to be with at one time. And um, there's, just like you said, it depends on the personality. And I was told that no teacher is going to want to tell my child to sit down numerous times a day. That's what I was told, right? And I was like, but he's three, you know? And he's a play-based learner, which he still is at nine years old. I, because when I was a teacher, I had a, a young lady in my class that would have a seizure at the beginning of a nine week. It, it just didn't fail. And on that morning, she would come to class and she was an 18 year old. So it was fine. She was an adult and she made her own decisions. She would have a seizure every time. And when she had a seizure, we knew it was coming. And I would walk her to the hall. We had to sit her down. That was my choice. I was not going to just say, no, she can't come and learn. And then I would call the, just, it's, it's just, you know, I would call the, the paramedics because I had to, that's what I had to do. And she would refuse. And then we'd go back in the class and she'd learn. Mm. So I, I get, I get it. And I had 25 other people waiting on me when this was happening. But again, I believe they don't believe in the power of adaption sometimes. Like, mm -hmm. but then, you know, it also depends on how old they are and how many kids you have in a class and, I get it. I do get it. But I do understand when you say it's the personality. And I respect them all because, but I also feel like this. If you are short tempered, short patience, or don't have room for flexibility, mm. I'm just letting you know, being an educator is not the career choice you should be in. Right. Um, right. And I've had teachers tell me, you know what? Latanya, it's not that we don't want to teach Gottfried, it's just that we're under so much pressure to get mm -hmm. through this curriculum. Mm -hmm. And we don't have the freedom to kind of, not that I don't love your child or have the patience. I, I, I just, I, I need my job. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, that's what it all came down to. But that's a different story on another day. Um, just 
just there are a lot of caring teachers out there, but they're under so much pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, and you taking that role as a parent, that's like, uh, you're not going to put that in. That's like his record. You're not going to exactly, do that. Exactly. Exactly. You know, Please, yeah. You can't tarnish my kid name mm-hmm. because of he has a diagnosis, but even if he didn't have one, some of the language sometimes is also a stigma. It's also, you know, just it follows them and people just see them as like, oh, you're this or oh, you're that not. Oh, welcome to the class. You've read this whole list of things about my kid. Now you've made a preconceived judgment of what you're going to get without even giving him a fair chance to learn. I, and don't get me wrong. I myself wanted to be an educator and I still would do it this to this day. I just happened to get routed to social work and I love that. I think my advocacy in a courtroom and, you know, law and policies, I get more opportunities to change laws from this lens over being in the classroom because I'm still an educator. I do it every day at home with my Clayton and with every child I come in contact with. Mm-hmm. And you you kind of answered um, s- something that I wanted to ask you. Um, but you know, if you if there's anything else that you you want to share, I'm gonna go ahead and ask it anyway. Uh, what advice would you give other moms, parents that are in a similar situation and they have uh, th- to contend with, you know, a school or a system that is putting a wall up against their child? I would just say, like I'm saying, uh, continue to advocate for your child. Continue to say, you do your own research, you know, and find out what my child needs, how can I get him those needs at school, because providers are willing to come into the school and serve our children. But sometimes we don't ask for it. You know, sometimes we're afraid. Sometimes the child may feel like I don't want that because I don't want to be picked out. And then I'm picked on. So there's, you know, it's so many layers to it. But I'll just tell parents, go to every meeting. I don't care. They had a band meeting. They told us no parents allowed. Guess who was up there? Y'all are going to tell me to go home because I want to be there. I want to know what's happening. I want to be in the know. And when you do that, you are always kind of a brisk of what's happening. Who is this? Who, who, are your other, who, who are the other children hanging around your kid? You know, how are their presence influencing them? So you start finding out every time you pick your child up, you see a little certain group of people. Who are those folks? And then you wait back to see what mama picked them up. What daddy picked them up? What kind of car they drive? I mean, that's just, but that's the investigation of Sabrina. But yes, for other moms. No, I love you. I love you right now because I thought I was the only one that'd be looking at who come pick up their kids. 
Mm. And oh my goodness, this is, uh, you just validated my craziness. Yeah. <laughs> And it's not, like it's not crazy. I, I, I feel the same way. And even when we take them to one day academy, I want to know the energy of the teacher. Because mm. I can feel that. Like, how are you <laughs> talking to other teachers? Like, sometimes I'll go to the bathroom and, and I know they don't listen to this show, but I'll go <laughs> to the bathroom and just kind of go like early and see how they're talking to each other. Mm like you know, saying, I sometimes they talk about the parents and the kids and the kids but yeah, um, that's important I, I can't bring back no evidence these were some great teachers that they have yeah, <laughs> yeah. and that's what I'm saying I've, I've run into a my time in Texas I've only had problems with two individuals that mm-hmm. I've gone toe-to-toe with and I don't go toe-to-toe with people because I'm pretty chill for the most part only when it comes to my kid I don't chill because I feel like if I don't go to back for him I can't go to back for somebody else's child so I mean I'm going toe-to-toe with people for my kid just and then I take it all the way out to my work children so when they get Sabrina the mama hen is on the charge always for all of these children so I will say the system is messed up period for children with diagnoses or disabilities or you know just challenging because you're right everything is stopped packed full nobody has time to breathe Mm -hmm. but build a positive relationship even with my two challengers at the end of the year, I was able to still give them a positive accolade. Because I always have to look at when you when you come with me with what's going on, pause, tell me, tell me two things he's doing well. You can give me 20, he's not doing good. But we starting off all these meetings with two. And build that kind of um, culture. Mm-hmm. So that they know Sabrina want two positives and then let me tell her because who wants to hear all of the ugly? Right. I want to say that I just, I love your involvement and I love um, your passion. And I, I love the fact that, because you're busy. I mean, I read your bio. Uh, you have, you, you do a lot. Um, I love that you are willing to take the time to get what you need for your son, get what he needs and let people know, I am here to advocate for my son. I know him. I know what he's dealing with. And I know, I know this system too. And this is what we're going to do because I think that it is, it is very easy to not take the time because it can be very overwhelming um, so I just want to just say that I, I love your involvement and I mean, parents are just busy, you know, parents are busy. And the fact that you, you said you go to the band meetings, even though they're like no parents, you're like, I'm in the building and you can tell me to leave, but I want to know what's going on. I love that. I love that. So thank you. I just want to say thank you for, thank you for sharing your heart with us today and 
your son is extremely blessed mm-hmm. to have a mom like you and the the clients that you work with because that's like taking it even like 10 steps further um because you know you put all this energy and effort into advocating for your son and then you go out into your your profession and you put that energy out there and you could you could just focus your energy on your family and nothing else and give like a luke warm or half-hearted effort in the profession like so many others do but <laughs> you know but you don't you give 110% with your family your son and with your clients so yeah. and i didn't i didn't say this in the very beginning but i mean i've been diagnosed with ADHD my entire life and my mom because she just believed to no thought of her own she believed jesus she wouldn't give me medicine. So I struggled all, every single day I struggled. I was the kid in the corner doing cartwheels and doing all this stuff because I, my mom didn't understand it. And back, I mean, this is back in the seventies, I'm 51. So she didn't believe me medicine. She just thought Jesus would fix it. And I was just like, when I was able to make my own choice and I chose medication, I was so chilled. I was like, my life could have been so much better because I'm able to focus and did way better in college than I did in, you know, K through six, I mean, K through 12, because Jesus was was my advocate and I love that, but I think I just needed more involvement. Um, I don't, I, I'm, I want to say this is just, and then, you know, you could take this out if you need to Patricia, but you have just put a fire under a lot of parents, but mm-hmm. honestly, because sometimes you can get very, um, complacent in the, the washing machine of life that we feel like what's going on with our, our kids doesn't need our attention. And we leave that to other people to do you know like you said with the band meeting I, I you know how many band meetings I went to alone but it wasn't because she didn't want to be there so she didn't drive and my aunt she was she's older my aunt's 83 now and um she just had she just had such a big heart to take in the kids that she could not go out and look after each one of us somebody had to be home And I, as a 16 year old, I was driving, but she had taught me so, you know, taught me how to stay true to myself and scared me with a whole lot of things. I thought she was behind every bush, if you ask me. I just knew she was (laughs) looking out. I knew she was hiding in the bathroom. (laughs) We couldn't get unlocked, you know? Right, right. so, (laughs) So I just think about all the things and the people that mistreated us in those environments you know nothing nothing like physical but mentally the things they said to us for us to perform and I was in a marching band for us to perform well and we're going up against this school and pop up beep, beep 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 stuff I didn't even hear at home and I'm and I'm coming out of that almost traumatized because nobody talks like that around me and I don't talk like this to my friends you know so you just, to me, I, and you've made me look more at that 
time with my children too. I'm, I'm very good about sitting down and playing with them and doing things, but I just, I, you know, all three of them are so different. And, and um, now that they're going to be doing some more outside activities, like away from us, my husband, he's like you, he's more like you. Me, I'm, I'm all about like, okay, go ahead. You, you're going to be back, you know, but he'll sit in an online class with my daughter because she's learning, um, she's going to go into a web design class. He'll sit there in the class with her just to get a feel for the teacher because web design is his major. He'll do that. And I'm like, why are you doing it? He was like, because I want to see what dude's talking about. You know, so it just, you, you, you just, you've lit that flame in me too. Like I, maybe I need to go sit in this class. I know I'm going to sleep because ADHD too is like, I don't, I'm, I'm that person <laughs> that taps a pencil and throw it up against the ceiling. And yeah, I'm just that, I'm that way too. So I definitely um, understand that, you know. <laughs> Girl, get you a squishy ball because we yeah. have squishy balls, Rubik's Cubes all kind of things over here but yeah and my husband is very supportive because he tells me now that I'm still the helicopter parent but you know and I'm jaded because I I work with the CPS system you know so Mm -hmm. I see the worst of the worst so then Mm -hmm. I sometime overdo where mm-hmm. I should just pull back and allow him to grow. But it's a good thing that we're balanced because he'll be like, Serena, we ain't doing that. Come on here. <laughs> Drop playoff. He good. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, that's, yeah, no. It's good, <laughs> it's good to have the balance there for sure. It is, it is. Because like I said, my husband is you, but I, I'll go talk. I know them because I spend time with them. But mm-hmm. other than that, because he's not, he, he's the worker, he goes out. He, he feels like I need to do, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, go ahead on. You can tell me what I already know, but go ahead on. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to switch gears. Um, this has been really just a treat for me just to be able to sit down and chat with you and get to know you a little bit better because I, I've met you. We've, uh, you know, come across each other a couple of times, but this has been, this has been really great. Um, so I feel like I know hey. better. Yeah. But if, let's say you and I are just meeting, we're in, a, in an office building or some type of building and we get on an elevator together. We have 30 seconds. How would you tell me who you are in that 30 seconds? So when I walk away, I'm like, that's who Sabrina Tuggle is. First and foremost, I would tell you, oh my gosh, I love Jesus. I love butterflies, anything pink and purple. And I love being a mom. I love advocacy for children, youth, and family. And I love chilling with my husband. I mean, we play games. We are very competitive. We go to the arcades like we the kids. All right. And I'd say, would you be my best friend? (laughs) You don't leave that elevator without giving her your number. (laughs) Listen, I'm getting in the car with her. She's going to be like, uh, crazy lady. I was like, but you know, you sound so much like me. (laughs) Yeah. My husband has a thing. He was like, Sabrina, don't bring no strays home today. Because he thinks I pick up people like people pick up stray animals. I can't help it. I I just. Well, like Latanya said earlier, you have this warmth about you, and you have this this 
peace or this calm. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's incredible. When you came into the room, I felt it. Like I felt that, that love and that peace and just this, I don't know, you have an incredible presence. And even though we're virtual, I felt that. So mm-hmm. I love it. Oh, thank you. I try real hard to to just remember. I don't know what anybody else is going through. And my other favorite phrase is just be kind. You don't know what people are going through. You don't know what kind of, what bills I got, what phone calls I'm going to get. Just be kind. Be kind mm-hmm. to people because this world is brutal. And I feel like if if I can say something to make your day better, for that moment, it may not change it, but hopefully it just brighten it for a moment to let you know there are kind people still in this world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the phrase people say, oh, well, I heard it on a song and I love this little song. My kids hate when I play it because I turn it up really loud. And um, he says, um, leave the day better than it was before you stepped in it. You know, he said something like that. Um, always look to do that because your day, you can, you can tell your day what you want to happen. You know, you're the pilot. So um, I, I, I like what you say. Like I said, I was talking to the girl at the, at the cash register before I came here. And I just told her, I said, she, she was so stressed out. And I said, listen, all you got to do is take a breath and say, you know, uh, what did I tell her? Sometimes I come up with stuff and I don't remember what I tell people, but I tell her, say, every customer that comes in my present is going to treat me with respect and I'm going to treat them with respect. And she looked at me and she said, thank you. And that's all, you know, Bye. She may never remember me again, but at least she can just think about that every time, you know, with the 50 million people in there. So that's really great, Sabrina. Um, again, I'm, I'm just, I'm just mad. This is my first time talking to you, but uh, everything. <laughs> I say that, I say that with everybody because we have such, a, you, there's so many amazing people in this world. I just can't. And we're, and some of us are hidden. I feel like sometimes the ones that come to the top are just like, is that all you got? You know? <laughs> and I and I'm not, I, I I'm 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 honest. And I mean I'm just, it's nothing on, yeah, it is. Like, I'm just like, come on, y'all. I know some great people that should be here. What's going on? This is what you look up to. People like Sabrina Tuggle should be on TV and people should be, you know, you should be listened to. Because honestly, your words have so much power. You, though, even it's so kind and so sweet, but it has that pop, pop. Like, okay, I got you. I don't want to go toe to toe with you. <laughs> I'm running. I will talk. To, I talked about this in another episode. If you came to me and talking about toe to toe, look, I'm already calling. I'm like, whatever she wants, y'all. Whatever she wants. <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> we don't usually look we don't usually get to that we don't because yeah because most time we can work it out but if we can't yeah yeah but and, and you're not threatening you don't look threatening at all it's not even a threat it's just like that respect like when mm-hmm. you walk to me and if I if I oh no I respect you enough to give you what you want 
or what you need at the time. Let's just get that. I'm taking my ego out. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's switch gears, y'all. Um, and, you know, every good thing has to come to an end. Mm. Let's uh, do one more thing. Uh, Latanya! What let's happened? The game. You want to play the game? Okay, let's play the game. And you and um, I don't have my easy. I have to get my phone real quick because that's where my questions are. I know this will be taken out one second. <laughs> so yeah, it's been such a treat, Sabrina, just having you on the show and just like I said, just just hearing your story and it is so powerful. And like Latanya said you that's funny that she's like the people on the top she's like that's all you got and Sabrina Tuggle needs to be up here because man you can walk into a room with your presence and just share your story and leave so many people inspired just so many people inspired or or a book or something you know well I appreciate this opportunity (laughs) I appreciate this opportunity because I, I'm excited to just tell people, you don't have to just settle. You don't have to settle. Mm-hmm. And people get it twisted. Don't let the overweightness, don't let the whatever, because I feel like I'm just as great. Mm-hmm. Or you are. You are. I, I, I have already have. If you have never written a book about Clayton sleeps I will help Love you with it. that uh, I know it came to oh me. my gosh Listen, oh if you so are when you ready I got you Tanya. I mean too when you ready oh let's my get gosh that. see that's the soft side because I was about to be like oh, oh, yeah oh. every time when you talked about it I could just see a 24 page book and I know we still maybe she'll take this off because but because I was going to talk about it after we got we're, we're done but I, and I, I'll tell you some other things too but um I just can see a book called Clayton Sleeps and the whole book is about why you watch him mm-hmm. and how he's so dear see I'm getting all misty eyes I'm snapping Girl, me I know. Too. I'm like, okay come on we got play I, this I, game. See, I know <laughs> I know there's my favorite book is I love you forever I, I think mm-hmm. that's the name mm-hmm. of it and I every time I read that book I would cry because I love the transition it's Mm -hmm. just that's how it is but and that baby took care of his mama just like she took care of him when he was a baby Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. my husband looked at me crazy when I did that but anyway we're still recording okay (laughs) and my kids just walked in so it's almost time to um so it's almost time so I'm not going to even ask you all the questions just a couple of them okay just whatever comes to your mind, the first thing, that's what we're going to talk about. Okay. After they finish washing their cup out. We are the Black Mom Diaries. This is just another page. In the okay, book. first question is, what's the best weird parent moment you had? When I fell at one of Clay's uh, school event and he was like two years old and he go to help me get me up. 
now you think me and a two-year-old trying to help me up. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to laugh. But no, you laughed because that was funny. And then he got mad at the chair and like, about the chair. I mean, it was like. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, that, yeah. Um, which would you prefer, service or sacrifice? Ooh, can I say both? Mm, that's the first one for both though isn't that it? is a first that's uh-huh. good that's a good balance amazing mm-hmm. you know um what's your favorite love song it could be any genre oh anita baker um rapture oh i like that song too uh what do which would you rather be beach or the mountain The summer, the beach, the winter, the mountains. Look at you. You can't make it. You just, uh, okay. Okay. Finish this sentence. Never have I ever. Regretted becoming a parent. See, what you had to go, you know. Um, (laughs) What's your go-to happy dance? Uh, Cha-cha slot. Oh, the whole thing? Or, yeah, the whole thing, because I like twins, baby, kids, baby. All right, all right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) People look at you weird when you blank in the grocery store. What do you do weird in the the grocery store? Start yelling out, Clint, Clay, where y'all at? I'm ready to go. Where y'all at? <laughs> okay, I'm on aisle 10. They could be on aisle two. Clint, Clay. Yeah. All the Clint's and Clay's come All over. The you Clint's be like, Who and you? Come on. We gone. <laughs> well, thank you for playing the game. It's great. I'm glad we we uh we played that with you. Thank you so much. No <laughs> And again, Sabrina, thank you so much for being on our show today. You are a busy woman. And just thank you for taking the time to to come and visit with us today. It's been my pleasure. pleasure. My pleasure. Anytime y'all want me, let me know. Okay. All right. Oh, oh, all right. You, you better it, watch. So. Better watch that because yeah. uh, we got. We might. Things. We might be calling on you again. Mm-hmm. Just you wait. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to the Black Mom Diaries today. And as always, we know that you can be somewhere else, hanging out with with other people, doing other things, but you chose to listen to our podcast. So thank you so much. Uh, You know, and if you have any feedback for us, if you want to talk to us about ideas, we want to hear from you. We want it to be a two-way relationship. So feel free to email us at blackmomdiaries at gmail.com. Of course, if you like what you hear, feel free to like, share, and subscribe this to this podcast and leave us some feedback on the podcast uh, networks because we want to hear from you. We want to know what you like, what you don't like. And let's connect on social media because that's what all the cool kids are doing nowadays. We're on mm-hmm. Instagram, we're on Twitter, and we are on Facebook. Search for us at Black Mom Diaries. Yes, yes, yes. And thank you guys for supporting us. Please stay tuned in. We have more amazing guests for you. And this is LaTanya. I am Patricia. And thank you for listening to The Black Mom Diaries. Thanks so much for spending this episode with us. And if you like what you heard, feel free to like, share, and subscribe. 
And of course, be sure to join us on the next episode of the Black Mom Diaries. <laughs>